Moving on into the episode, uh, this episode is with my man Kale. He was on episode 10, Guy Talk. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. In that episode, he was discussing that I think the following week he was going to have a vasectomy. And to my knowledge, everything went okay. But uh, when we did the follow-up show here, he told me what happened. And it it wasn't just a simple two-day thing as, you know, as they tell you in the consultation, which is funny because today I actually went and had a consultation, just a consultation, to have a vasectomy myself. And if you listen to the episode 10, you'll hear us talking about all that, too. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that because it's very funny in the episode uh, we did it in three parts. His son joined us for a couple parts, but then he got kind of restless in the studio. So we let him go on in the house and play with my little people. And then we got it going. So there'll be a couple times where we reset and then we're going to rock and roll for like an hour. So, yeah, just hang in there and it's pretty comical. Um, but at any rate, yeah, man, big shout out to 2016. Here we go, episode 15, Snip Snip with Kale. Get it! I'm thinking about the good old days, now quick they slip away. But I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be alright. Slide it up and let it roll, let it burn real slow. Cause we all know it's gonna be I like a place where we can like sit, hear music, but also you know, be able to talk it up. Like, hey, so what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. No plans. No. Uh, and I know when Nikki says she goes there, did you go for like the whole night and see all the different experiences that they do so far as? Cause I'm she, not she paying attention. You'll be paying attention. Nah. Cause I know she was saying that. Uh, now they were like super talented. Like in a big, like in Vegas or Orlando's got one where the guys are, are really good. Here they're they're okay. Okay, they're and it's like, like hit or miss. Cause they, the guys travel, I guess. I was talking to one of them last night. Oh, so they travel from place to place. Nope. Well, Cause we're doing it, so you gotta chill. Okay. Yeah, they, they so there's like a circuit, I guess. So instead of playing at one bar every night, that would probably be pretty horrible see so like getting a network of of those bars they got travels like every week this oh. guy i was talking to oh, okay so it's like a like a franchise no i think they just like it's a network of piano players pianists pianists <laughs> okay they have their own society of yeah pianists. yeah it's like a, some sort of club they're like all right well we'll all just travel and play the bars okay maybe like comedians you know I you actually, have, like, he used that reference. Yeah, you know how he, you have comedy clubs and yes. they just have circuits that, he you He used know. that exact same reference. So, yeah, hmm. that's that's exactly what it's like. Hmm. I would imagine it would suck, you know, like playing the same bar every single night for uh, as long as you choose that career path. And you know what else? It's not like a comedian because a comedian can can have a big break one day and then start doing movies and sitcoms. and But a pianist... 
you know, unless you're singing really good along with that pianist, I don't know how that's going to transfer into like a big career. I, th- I like to say penis. Penis. <laughs> penis. It's my adult humor. Oh. Now, speaking of penis. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent segue. Excellent segue. Speaking of penis, the last time we were here, and I don't know if we talked about it on the show or after the show. I think it was after. After we were discussing the big V. Yeah. And we took a vasectomy oath. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you definitely have followed through. Yeah, I did. With yeah, your about, about part a month ago. Of the vasectomy. So what was your experience like? Just take it from the beginning because a lot of guys that I've talked to to get advice about this have said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. So, but I said the people who I've talked to who have done it have excellent stories. My neighbor did it. You know, he was like walked in, walked out, you know, you know, it's back in action in no time. Not a big deal. I don't know if I would say I had an excellent experience, but uh, I had an experience, that's for sure. So, uh, it, it's a weird thing trying to research the urologist for that because you just want to, like, read Yelp reviews. Okay. It, it's, there's not, it's not like that. Like, there's not a lot of stuff out there for you to People read. People don't talk about it much. Yeah, no, <laughs> they really don't. And, uh, you know, the doctors kind of, they put, like, you know, their their vibe out there and it's... Oh, yeah, you know, you, you come in on a Friday, go home, stay off your feet for two days, back to work on Monday. No problem. Oh. But that's, uh, that was not the case for me. I guess it is for some, but... Um, so I found one. It's called the, you know, the Vasectomy Center of, of Atlanta or whatever. And I went in there, and, uh, you know, you, you kind of think there's going to be, like, consultation and, like, this, like, you know, we're going to help you through that. They're just, like, put you on a table... Pull your pants down. Shut up. <laughs> We're so, gonna start. <laughs> so it wasn't like a situation to where you go in, they like show you some pamphlets and yeah, talk like to hug you. Hug you. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. 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 There no, wasn't no. a support system in no, place no. there. Well, and and some of the places I had seen, what you know, they they would they would write you a script for like one volume, like one pill. So when you would take it before you came. <laughs> you, you know what I mean like you call over the phone you get one volume and then when you showed up you had it and somebody was driving you and you were chilled and it was the place I went to did not have that same like I asked the doctor I was like uh, so you guys give out volume he's like for what I said uh, you know like anxiety for the <laughs> you procedure he's like no He'd been doing it since 83. He was like... Oh, he was over it. So. Oh, yeah. He's like... He just kept saying, I've done over 15,000. He's like, I, I can I've do this over, in my sleep. Yeah, yeah. I've done, I've done over 15,000. So, like, I started, like, calculating in my head, like, how much money he had made off of, like, 30,000 balls that he's snipped. And it yep, was... Yeah. It was close to, like, a million a year, I think. So I he's just wham, bam. Oh, dude, he's, he's just, like, he's pumping just, it out. He's just... Just slicing through flesh. Yeah, just getting collecting dollars. Nut after nut after nut after nut. And he's a weird, weird dude, man. Weird guy. He's got like this, like ghostly hair, and it's like way too long. Older white guy. Like Doc from Back from the Future. No, like way less stylish than that. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's long and thin, and so it just kind of like hangs like the the Crypt Keeper kind of like death. Yeah. And then oh, he, symbolic. Like, yeah, and he's got. He, he was wearing like skinny jeans, but he's like sixty five, 
So, and he had like, you know, like a couple weird looking earrings. Like they might earrings. have been like old lady earrings or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a weird dude. But so I, I feel like this situation is just getting more and more uncomfortable. Yeah, it's <laughs> ramping up for me at this point, and he hasn't even made the incision yet. Uh, so he's got kind of that air of like, well, I've done 15,000 of these, so oh, oh. you came to the right place. Is and he had, like a testicle smile? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He like looks at my, my balls, he's like, no, these are okay. <laughs> <laughs> these are the best balls I've ever seen, but you're okay. So he's like, do you want to watch? And I was like, uh, no, you know, I'm, I, I, I work in an OR, so like, it's fine, but, um, I don't want to. I don't want to see myself, you know. What's up? You're all done. Yeah. You don't want to play another game? No. Okay, we'll hang out. All right. <laughs> so he, uh, he like drapes me and like gets it all ready to go and starts explaining how he does it. So there's a few different types. One is like the one they say, the no scalpel, which is what this one was. Uh, he, what he does is like he'll find the vas deferens or the tube mm -hmm. and he'll kind of like pinch it to the skin with like a, fair, a pair of uh, ring clamps, very small ring clamps. And then he'll take a pair of uh, very small scissors and just basically snip the skin and then like use the ring clamps to kind of just push the tube out. Hold on, man. You're the reason I have my vasectomy, you know that, right? <laughs> no, they're sick. No. Yeah. So it gets the ring clamps, pushes it out, and then clips. After this is, all, I'm numbed up, by the way. Okay, so this that. is live. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. This yeah, isn't theoretically what's happening. No, this no, is, this what is what's happening. happening. Yeah, we, we're numb. We're we're going the 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 needle and the anesthetic was uncomfortable. It was you know the pinch wasn't like ah it was it was uncomfortable though. Um, so he gets the tube out, he makes the cut, and he's like, "What we do is we take a hemoglyp and he shows it to me, and it's like a tiny little, um, you know, like those uh, paper clips." Yeah, are like the black ones yep, and then you yep, can like yep. fold them and, and open them yep. it looked like that but it was very small so he like hits that and he's like you hear it, click 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 and he clamps down on one end and then he takes the other end and he's like then we burn this one he burns that one so he's close. talking you through it yeah he asked me do you, do you want me to tell you what I'm doing I said yeah so he does one then I guess he pushes it back in, and then he does the other one. Okay, you want to take a break? Oh, sure. He's yeah. gonna, he's gonna just bring it up. Okay. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're back. So he uh, gets to the first tube, gets that done, gets the second tube, same thing in the clip. Cauterizes the other end of the tube. Uh, I was trying to think how he kind of like finished it up. It was it was basically that was it. So I went home. That was a Friday. Went home, chilled out, got like a big like 
you know, hoorah from the family. It was like okay. dinner and High like fives. catering. Yeah, like it was like you sit down and like bringing me food and drinks and <laughs> ice packs and you know. So next day, like pretty swollen, nothing crazy. Somewhere like around like day like two or three, I start to notice bruising. So like. I'm not somebody who bruises very easily, so when I, I see bruises... So you're like using a mirror? Oh, no. Like, it's just everywhere. Like, <laughs> look like a couple like couple plums down there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. So, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to just, like, let it go as long as I can. It was tender, but it wasn't, like, you know, something wrong level pain. Okay. Just like, maybe this is within the scope of... What's supposed to happen? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but by like day three or four, oh. I was like, no, something's wrong. Mm. So I called, and this was a, about to be Thanksgiving, so the office was closed, and it went to him. He starts like texting me. I'm like, well, this, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was accessible. And he wasn't like, uh, you know, send me a text and then wait hours to respond kind of thing. Uh, if I replied immediately. So, um, kind of weird. I sent him, uh, pictures. So, <laughs> so I sent my doctor dick pics. Oh, you're sexting. Yeah, yeah, I'm sexting with my doctor. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, his response was like, well, but at first I was telling him, he's like, I'm sure everything's fine. You know, he's kind of like brushing it off. But then he's like, I sent him the pictures and he's like, well, that is highly unusual bruising. <laughs> I was like, fuck. That's not yeah, what you want yeah, to hear. Yeah, that's not what I hear. I wanted to be like, no, there's, that's okay. perfect. Yeah. So he calls in antibiotics, and that immediately helps like with the pain level that I did have, and then it mm. also helps with the swelling. Which is weird, because does that denote infection? That's what I thought. Okay, because antibiotics... He's just throwing antibiotics at Okay, yeah, so maybe to prevent it. So I get about like halfway through the antibiotics, and I start to notice that um, something's like a little tighter than usual, you know, and... Why when you move, you just feel like a tightness? No, no, like more like, you know, being a little boy and like just like touching yourself. It's about to get weird here. Okay. So, you know, like you grab your scrotum and you can like, you can just pull it. It's just it's yeah, loose. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. no, this has got a cable on it now. Like, it's, there's a restriction limit on how far it'll go. Oh, <laughs> and you just so happen to come across. I just that. happen to come, and I could feel like the the vas deferens, and I'm like, well, there you can actually feel the tube? tube. Yeah, you can feel the tube. How like thick is it? Um, smaller than a straw. Uh, you know, bigger than uh, like twelve gauge. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's kind of you can. That's noticeable. Man. Oh no, yeah, you, you can, can feel totally, that fingers. You can feel that right now. Anybody can. Really? Yeah. I guess I don't like to touch. You don't. No, you don't want to because it's pretty sensitive. Yeah. So, oh, and then it. So, okay. Okay. So I, I like I I notice this like I feel it like when I I'm probably just like moving myself like during the some point and I'm like wait a minute what is that and I feel the as deference connected to the inside of my scrotum and I'm like. No way. Like, it's at the incision point. So, like, in my mind, immediately, I'm like, this thing is like, you know, I was sitting down, trying to heal. This vas deferens floated over, got caught on the inside of the incision site, and, like, I just sat in that position for four or five hours, maybe, and it just, it healed up. So now, 
I'm thinking this, and I text him back like a couple Ooh, days are later. You I'm a little like nervous. At I'm that panicking. Point. Listening yeah. to him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, I texted back a couple days later, and he's like, "Well, I'll see you if you want." He's like, "But I don't." Th- yeah, no. He's at this if point. You want. <laughs> I mean, doctors don't have personalities, man. For the most part, they're like, I work with a lot of them, and it's just not impressive their bedside manner yeah. a lot of the time. And this guy's no exception. He's okay. A, he's a dick. He's <laughs> standard. Yeah. So I go in and, uh, you know, he walks in and, like, doesn't even really say anything. He just tells me to take my pants off. Gets up in there. is like, feeling around. I'm standing there. And he turns and starts, like, typing on his laptop. Notes. Goes on for a good, like, 90 seconds, two minutes. You're just standing there. I'm just standing there with my pants around my ankles. I'm like, uh, can I, he's like, are we, am I done? Do I pull up my pants? He's like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then he continues typing. It's like, okay, what the fuck ever. So, like, I sit down, and he's like, he's typing away for a minute. So you're like, what are you typing? (laughs) Not saying a word to me. Not saying a word. But you know something's going on, because there's a lot of information being put in this computer. He definitely, like, you know, is putting in information and is uh, probably a little surprised. Okay. I'm thinking already he's like building his defense case for malpractice. He's just like, patient seems to be exhibiting uh, drug tendencies. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So uh, he turns and finally is like, okay, this is what I think. He said the hemoclip has uh, adhered to the inside of the scrotum, not necessarily the incision site, but it is. I mean, I, it is. It's right there. Yeah. Did he touch it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was part of the exam. He's all over him. Oh, okay. Yeah. He kind of looks like the dude that be like he might like it in a weird way, too. Not like... Oh, a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. Not like he's gay, but he's just like a weirdo. All right. He, uh, he says, um, you know, the hemoclip looks like it's caught... Uh, I've done 15,000 of these. He says it again. <laughs> That's he's standing on that 15,000. I just want to slap him at this point. He's 15, like, and I've only ever seen a, a few of these. I said, okay. Was well, it supposed to be like that? He says, no. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, well, you know, what do we do here? He goes, well, I'd like to give it another month and see what, see what happens. Yeah, my reaction was exactly that. I was like, what the hell? Okay. So, he says, uh, I'd like to give it another month, and then we'll, you know, come back in and check you out again. And I'm thinking, like, man, this is some bullshit. I wanted him to fix it right then. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, we're another month. Well, and so... I tell him, I say, uh, well, what, do you, what have you done for those other patients that, you know, the other couple, two or three that have, this has happened to, said nothing. And at this point, I just kind of, like, shut down. Like, I don't, like, you know, I'm, I tell my wife, she's like, well, did you ask him the long-term effects? I was like, no. I didn't fucking think about that. Like, I was just sitting there, like, pass out. like, tunnel vision. <laughs> I wanted to kill this man, you know? Like, it was like. Like, what just happened here is man whoa it was totally like the uh, it was totally the uh, back is tense just hearing that yeah I know I'm getting anxiety right now man he uh it was totally the feeling of 
I don't really want to do that. Yeah. He's like, that's not really good for me. Kind of deal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like the, uh, the recovery is going to be much more extensive. The procedure is going to be more extensive and painful. So he's like trying to convince me not to do it. But I'm like, you should fix it for free. No, no, no. Pay, uh, pay, did I say expensive? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, extensive. Extensive. Okay, yeah, the recovery is going to be extensive. Uh, it's going to be more painful in general. Because I guess he's going to have to use a scalpel at that point to go in and, like, you know, remove. Because it's, it's not like a fishbowl in there. It's not, like, wide open. A lot of fibrous tissue, and oh. it's kind of crowded in there, apparently. You don't just open them up, and they fall down, and it's just, like, nothing else yeah, in there but some fluid. Three. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, so yeah. you still going to get that, or... Uh, well, I, you know, this is a new update because I was telling people, I was telling people that um, everything was okay. I was like, yeah, my buddy just did it, you know, from what he told me. Because I talked to you before all this. Yeah. I haven't talked to you since all this. Yeah, I, I forgot. I just like realized as we were getting into this, I was like, oh shit, I haven't even told him all this yet. Oh, you felt like the surgeon was trying to cover his own butt and did not want to do the corrective thing he was telling you it was going to be so extensive he was yeah. taking notes trying to build up a defense yeah <laughs> he so was telling you you said you asked him what had happened with the other cases and he said he didn't do anything he just left it yeah he said basically it was just something that you live with um and that's been a couple weeks and to be honest like i haven't really noticed it okay it's not painful um I'm not experiencing any like uh, lacking, you know, as far as like performance-wise or anything. Okay, so like it's that. not affecting performance. Yeah, not, like getting yeah, like no, any pain and stuff. Yeah, no pain, no discomfort during, after. But you, know, you do notice kind of it if you pull, if you actually yeah, that's the only grab time. the scrotum and physically examine it. You will feel the uh, the pressure. Yeah. Okay, so I guess my next question, obviously, would be if you had it to do over again, would you do it again? And if you would, what would you do differently? I'd go to a different doctor. Okay. I'd go to one that was a little more progressive, um, maybe that hadn't been doing it for like 30-something years. Okay. You know, like Has some old technique. Yeah, old technique. Uh, well, the technique's probably fine. Okay. Uh, it's just like, I, I think I literally just got, probably had nothing to do with him. Like I said, maybe it was like where I was sitting, like during my recovery, I was just sitting in a certain position and maybe the hemoclip got caught. Got caught. Cause and I'm thinking it, that maybe it drifted or maybe he just accidentally missed it. And it maybe just, he didn't like push it all the way back in you know. kind of thing. I don't know, but it, you know, I, I would definitely go to somebody else. Uh, if I had to do it all over again. There's other techniques, too. What are some of the other techniques? Uh, there's one where it's, uh, like, they don't make an incision or anything. It's like some sort of, like, laser or ultrasonic type thing. So I think you still get the anesthetic. They pull the vas deferens up to the, 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 the like, the, the surface. Uh, you know, just beneath the scrotum, they probably, like, pinch it with some sort of ring clamp. And then they hold this device up to it, and it basically, like, uh, 
kills the tube. Some sort of... Oh, okay. Yeah. It pretty much kills the tube. If it's ultrasonic, it would probably just basically cook it. Like a therapeutic ultrasound machine. You ever been to physical therapy and they rub that thing on you? And you're like, well, that's not doing anything. And then all of a sudden it starts getting hot? No. Okay. They do that in, they'll do that in physical therapy. It's just a, a ultrasound machine that you know, puts out a high frequency of uh, vibrations. You can't, there's like subsonic, you can't hear them or feel them. But then all of a sudden, like it's just, they'll, they'll rub it in one spot with a little bit of gel. And then after a few minutes, you're like, okay, that's getting pretty hot. Well, if you left that on your skin, it would burn the shit out of you. So that's that's I think that's what they would do with that tube. It's just like a very focused. Oh, okay, ultrasonic waves. Yeah. Okay. So there is the way. That, there is the way that they they do it. Uh, and you need to look into that. You know what yeah. kind of technique you want. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now okay. I don't know about the success rate on that. You know my like the no scalpel procedure where they go in they they cut they physically separate the tubes like it's pretty much a done deal like yeah it's, it's mechanically not, done yeah it's physically done um he was telling me you know it's i gotta go back three months and do a, a sperm check okay just check. i thought that would seem kind of long like yeah the when i talked to my guy he was just my regular doctor he was saying a month yeah that should be fine i feel like i mean because you're just you're cleaning out the top of the pipe you yeah know, like, like you, three still got, you still got some swimmers in the top of the pipe but you should be able to uh, clear that out like a day. Yeah, you should be able to clear that out, right? Quick. He was like, you know, use a condom. I was like, my wife's like nine months pregnant. I wasn't doing that anymore. I'm here for a reason. So, <laughs> my wife's nine months pregnant. Why do you think I'm here? This is why I'm here because I didn't use a condom in the first place. Okay, kind of preaching to the choir, boss. Yeah, I'm not about to start now. Yeah. So I, I encourage if you're, if you're thinking about doing it, I think. Uh, Want to try this? Yeah, I'll try that. Okay. This uh, <clears throat> dab. Mm-hmm. The dab. You have to look into my elbow when I when I do it. <laughs> look into your elbow. <sighs> so what would be your advice? Because uh, to update everybody, I went to my primary care physician yesterday and discussed this with him and I didn't know because he brought it up to me years ago when I was when my wife and I were having my daughter which is like two and a half years ago he brought it up to me and I was just like yep nope have a nice one you know and I haven't been back to him well you guys have decided not to have another kid yeah right yeah Yeah, I think we definitely here's the advice I have we had also decided not to have any more children I had also decided to get a vasectomy that okay. was a year ago. My wife's going to have a baby in like a week or so. Okay. So my advice would be, if you make the decision, do not wait more than a week or two. Just go do it. If you thought it out for, like we thought it out for a few months, and we were like, okay, last year we're like, we're going to decide, in October we are talking, so we'll decide by December, just kind of like mull it over for a couple months, are we going to have another kid, are we not going to have another kid? You know, that way we can be in a store and see a baby and be like, oh, baby, yes. Or what actually happened was we'd be in a store, we'd see a baby, and we're like, fuck that. Yeah, Look at all those diapers <laughs> in that cart. That guy's buying no thanks. 
<gasps> so we decided, like, you know, after a few months, we're like, yeah, we definitely don't. Womp. So. Bam. Anybody that makes that decision to stop, you know, if, you, if you're married, you got a couple kids, and we, you know, we can talk, her and I. And I said, even if something happens between us and we're no longer together, I don't want to have kids with anybody else. That's just, that's where I'm at. And she said, yeah, me too. She's got three and, and two of them are mine. Yeah. I, I don't want more than two. I was good with one. So, <laughs> I was good with yeah. that. Yeah. So you got to, if you, if you just got to pull the trigger. Just do it. Do it, man. Don't, don't put it Okay. Because so, you're going to end up with a third one or an extra one or whatever. Yeah. Start, so, so even with this whole tumultuous, treacherous, scary experience. You yeah. made it through the other end. You would still say that if a person has <laughs> has definitely uh, decided yeah. not to continue, just do it. Just more so research. Yeah, if you're not trying to have any more kids, absolutely. Word. Okay, because like I said, I, and I think I may try to do the laser sonic technique. I feel like that may be more geared towards my situation. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, so like, when I went to my doctor, he was telling me that, you know, it's very simple, but he said it's non-reversible now. I thought it was reversible. Uh, they, okay, I guess I left that part out. They, what he, the terminology he used was, we approach it as non-reversible. So, he, they don't want to give you the impression. The, hope, the false hope. That yeah, you, yeah, because the procedure to get reconnected is not a cheap one first of all and then also it's not guaranteed yeah they probably have to go deep into your balls for that yeah you're probably like out for that one in a <laughs> like a full-on operating room i would imagine yeah. for that's like a vascular surgery yeah that's tiny stuff getting yeah you know, that's, that's not putting heat shrink on a wire after you, you <laughs> solder it you <laughs> know like yeah. it's, it's a little more complex yeah. than that yeah so, but uh yeah they, they sell it as non or non-reversible just because they they want to make sure that you, you don't come back and you're like oh we want another kid yeah because I guess that I don't know I don't I'm not wired that way like if I make a decision I've thought about it for a long time oh. you're the same way you're not you but I guess there's people out there that like have a kid make an emotional decision they're like God damn it I can't have any more kids and then like a year later they meet somebody and like let's have kids. Yeah, I don't really, I'm not really wired in the fashion that, you know, I'm not that. You know how when you're young and sometimes you'll see these, I, I don't know, girls that, oh, I want to have this guy baby kind of thing. Or guys that be like, oh, I want to get this girl, you know, pregnant or whatever. I never had that mentality of, I like this person so much, I want to like recreate with them. Yeah. You know, I think it's a byproduct. To me, of being married and loving a person, you know, I, I, I have, I, I grew to the point where I wanted to have kids with my wife, but just as an individual human being, I yeah. wasn't always, I wasn't approaching female relationships as, you know, hey, you know, this is the person I want to like have kids with. So in my mind, now that I have kids and I'm very happy with the kids that I have, it's like, I don't want to have any more kids, period. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody. <laughs> That's the way I was thinking, like, while dating, you know, like, before getting married. I was like, 
I'm trying not to get this person pregnant. Yeah, yeah, that was my mentality. <laughs> that was my mentality. I was like, I, how do I not get her pregnant? I'm actively, yeah, actively, know, yeah, trying not to get somebody pregnant. Exactly. You know. Now, yeah. I think, like, everybody's probably had that thing of, like, whether it's conscious or subconscious, but, like, you look at a, a the opposite sex, somebody, a prospect, a, you know, someone you're interested in, whatever you want to say, and I wonder, like, to what level, like, we think, well, if we reproduce, it'd be a pretty good fucking baby. You know, like, you got that little bit of ego in there, you're like, yeah, yeah. obviously my ge- genetics are superior, she looks like she'd be able to, like, you know, contribute also. To facilitate yeah. the greatness. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be able to facilitate the greatness and bring it into the world. It wasn't, like, a conscious thought for me, but I, I, I feel like people do that. You yeah. know, like, they look at, they look at, for guys, you, like, look at a girl, and if she's, like, taller or, you know, got good hips, it's kind of like, maybe maybe that's something, you know, in the attraction. Yeah, well, yeah, and I think that's, like, a primal instinct. And the thing about the primal instincts is those are things that you feel and you don't necessarily hear in your thought process to me. Yeah. Uh, and that, and I don't think you can get over that anybody, male or female, there's just sometimes you bump into a person in your path of life and you'll just have chemistry with that person while talking about, you know, finding your right size shoe at yeah. a shoe store and you walk away and it's like, whoa, that was weird. Yeah, my chest just rattled or something, or you know, that was weird. But there's there's definitely that certain dynamics of different people when you cross them. It's just like you know your your instincts just kick in. I think you know, isn't there like a chemical exchange with pheromones? And yeah, stuff? with yeah. pheromones, like when you interact with people, you know. Yeah, like I think yeah. When you're you know a teenager like in your early twenties you're dating I think that's it's a lot of pheromones. Yeah, well I don't think like our, you know as children we were taught enough about that. You know I think no. we should recognize that and kind of like help the kids recognize that too because it probably prevent a lot of you know. Yeah, yeah, but then you have hormones which make it hard to communicate to them. <laughs> that's Seriously, this is part B. You know they're pheromones. They just put it in a fucking cartoon or something. Yeah, put it in a cartoon. Like, uh, what have is the it? Simpsons uh, do something on it. And the Simpsons or South Park. Yeah, yeah. My teenager would listen if the if Homer told him to do it, but if I try and say it, it's like the dumbest fucking thing he's ever heard. It's <laughs> no bueno. Yeah, exactly. It's no bueno. But you know, but like you said, I feel like trying to explain these things so people could understand and see what's happening behind the scenes of our emotional life would help. But back to the original thing, I also too don't understand how once you're like five kids deep and they're grown, you're like, oh, I just want to have another one. But I think there are people that have you mean just like the quantity of kids or yes, just, just the quantity and not even the quantity. Let's say you have two kids and one's 17 and one's 12. And then, you know, let's say like on a TV show and it's like, oh, and now we have it's to just do it all over again. We miss those times when they were little. I don't feel like I have that. I don't uh-huh. know. Is that, but it could I don't. be. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, so I'm like, I don't really, is that real? I like the journey. The you journey. Know, like, you know, like with my son, it was like, you know, we did the diapers and we did the, you know, the breastfeeding and like everything. It's like, okay, what's next? What do we teach him next? I don't want to be, I you're not interested in doing I feel it like all over like again. Neglect as a parent to be like, well, you know, he's good now, but like, I really just want to change his diaper again. You know, like I want yeah. him to be six months old. Baby, again. Yeah. I'm like, no, what's coming next? Because I got 
Jesus, I've only got like 20 years to like pump this kid full of as much information as I possibly can before I just like cut him loose and just put him on a bus or a plane or whatever and, you know, ship him off to college or whatever his first little adult journey is. It's like, I don't really, I don't know. It's a, it's a whole journey, man. It's a whole journey. But so I'm with you there. And I think the key is, and, and I think being that you did have another one is probably better that it's closer to his age because yeah. the key is is that and I was talking to my neighbor my neighbor acclimated back I never acclimated back so it's, it's very I still haven't acclimated back to normal yet I, um, I feel like that would be me so the problem is is where people listen to this world if you're gonna have multiple kids don't scratch it out too much because when that kid hits like five, you will start to acclimate back to the way you were before. Yeah, you get to actually be yourself again. You can be yourself again. You start sleeping in your bed exclusively again. <laughs> Remember? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm talking real parent stuff now. Yeah, I haven't This done is that. real parent stuff. People, because here's the other thing. Oh, this shit's got good now. Here's the other thing. <laughs> A lot of people be wanting to have this Facebook parenting, but... You know, tell the truth. A lot of kids sleep in their parents' bed or vice versa. Yeah. And and then, you know, I think as parents, we think we're the only people that have this child in our bed, sleeping between us horizontally, making us sleep in these weird letter shapes. My wife shapes. gets so mad. He's kicking me in the back again. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sleeping in the middle. <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man, dude. I, like, I sleep in the middle when he uh, first started it. And I was like, no. I'm not doing this. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, sleeping bitch. I mean, come yeah, on. Exactly. I'm sleeping bitch. Yeah, exactly. I'm sleeping bitch. I'm to the couch. <laughs> he's, so, he's about to be four. And up until like just a few months ago, he slept in his own bed. But like he just started getting up in the middle of the night and coming in there. Okay, coming on back. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I've, it's a lot of energy, first of all, to convince him to go back to his bed. Like you're you're laying there, you're asleep. It's easier to just. He comes sleep. in and just lays down and goes right to sleep. You're like, ah, oh, well. And know. they're kind of cozy too. Yeah. It's like, oh. Huh. I mean, if he came in there and was like jumping around, but it was just like, if he comes in, he gets on. And actually, he knows too. He knows <laughs> like when we don't want him to sleep with us, he'll come in real slow. <laughs> like he turns the doorknob so it doesn't click. Oh man, he has a oh, he's, he's a ninja, dude. He comes tiptoeing over super slow. If I'm, if he knows we don't want him in there, and I wake up, that's what happens. And as he tiptoes over, he gets real close to my side of the bed, and he'll just like inch up in there, pull up the cover and the sheet like so slowly. But he's sleeping on like four inches of the of the mattress. Oh, you know how that thing where you like get in bed, but you don't want to like you don't want to disturb somebody else. Yeah. And the bed's too small, so you're like sleeping. <laughs> Like twenty percent of your body weight hanging hey, off, off the bed. bed. You're That's like what he does. Stay on. Yeah, it's just like stiff as a board. Just doesn't move. <laughs> like, well, at least he's considerate. You know, I give him that. Yeah. So I, that's that's kind of like how I justify it in my mind. But you know, here's my thing too. I remember doing it. I do too. That's the paradox then, because it's like I remember uh, knocking on my parents' door because I was never brave enough to turn the knob. I would knock. I would just tap. That's tap, very tap, considerate. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, 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 and I just sit out there. Tap, tap, and if sometimes they'd open it, sometimes I'd wake up in the hallway, <laughs> leaning <laughs> on their door. And it's weird because I remember one time I went in there and I hopped in the middle and I looked under the covers 
and they were naked. Oh, and yeah. And at that time, You're I like, didn't know what was going on. It was like the 80s, so I'm seeing bush everywhere. So much hair. <laughs> so much bush. And I'm like, hmm, why are they naked? And I just went to sleep. And now you look back on it, and it's like, oh, man, I was the ultimate cock block because I was yeah. knocking on that door every night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh. that's what I'm excited for. Like, I guess I'm resetting the clock here. Uh, what am I looking at? We're probably looking at a normal C in like eight or nine years as far as our, you know, physical uh, situation. So that's that's how far out I am. Because, you know, you got like the three-year-old, three year like trying to go in the bedroom, be alone, be a little romantic. And it's just like, tat, 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 knocking on the door. You're like, come on. Yeah, the best technique is grandparents house for that you just go oh like, yeah well i mean i live 700 miles okay. away so not as easy no so we gotta that's what we need to do we need to make friends yeah yeah that is the truth like but, hey you want to take the boys for the weekend no okay darn with the well, baby now we're pretty much done though yeah especially so well i tell you i know we first had our time. son we uh didn't have a big support system because my mom hadn't moved up here yet. Yeah, you were in Gainesville. So it was a beast, man. It was a real rock solid beast because we didn't really do letting people watch them. We still really don't, other than my mom in school. So man, it was a monkey because somebody, one of us, had to have him at all times. Period. That and, would be tough. And it's a life changer. And I was talking to a, a friend girl of mine yesterday, and we're just talking, and she was like, "Yeah, me and my." Her guy friend had been discussing, you know, possibly in the future having kids. And she just wanted some insight from me because, you know, I had kids. And I was like, Jenny. Oh, I said her name. Damn it. I was like, I can edit that out. I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, uh, well, here's my advice. Being a parent is about 80 to 90 percent. I'm not going to say it sucks, but it's, it's it, sometimes that's the part. In that 80 to 90%, it can suck. It can be tough. It can be frustrating. It can be nervous, scary, heartbreaking. It's all challenging. It's all those emotions and roller coasters that build you as a person, but they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And then there's that 20 to 10% that is the same unspeakable awesomeness that actually overshadows the whole Somehow. 80 to 90% of the suckiness. And you realize that moment. You're like, oh, this is why. Yeah, this yeah. This is that time it, to where you go, it was all worth it because of this. And, and, this, and you sound sappy, but like it's real. But here's, here's my theory that just hit me out of the ether on why <laughs> that is. That's because when they come up to you for no reason and hug you and kiss you and say, Daddy, I love you. Yeah. Or when you go and watch them at gymnastics class. And this is me. I, you know, I got to work on myself. I don't like crying, but um, I just don't like you just it. just got to do it alone in yeah, shame like but, a real man. Like a real man. Like a real man in a dark room. So I'm at gymnastics class, and I know my wife normally does that. So I'm at gymnastics class, and my son starts doing these warm-ups. And he's got promoted two levels above his age. So he's out there with big kids. Oh, he's, he's athletic. Yeah, and he's cool. doing these warm-ups that I do in jiu-jitsu. And I see him out there. And he's trying He's trying to keep up. 
and I just fall apart. Like I am in the corner. I'm like, wow, I can't. Like there's people everywhere. I'm like, I can't make it stop. <laughs> you know, it's just like, come, man, come on, gee. I'm like, oh yeah, man, my allergies. Dang, darn. Well, your hair is almost long enough now. You could just like drape Put it, it in over. My face. Yeah, it just looked like somebody uh, was trying to hide. Like, but I think that 10 to 20 percent gives you such a release of dopamine chemicals emotions that it makes up for the same reason how people can waste their whole life being a drug addict because that little bit of time when they're on that drug makes up for the fact that they have no shoes on their feet and they have no teeth and they don't know their kids and they ruin their whole life for that little high that makes up for everything that they're doing so what you're saying is like kids are like crack <sighs> kids are like crack. Kids are like crack. Can't fucking quit them. You can't quit them. And I think it is because drugs rewire your brain. Yes. Kids, and I told my, my friend Gertis, I was like, kids rewire your brain. People think it's a game. When you see your child, it's different than seeing any other child. Yeah, I mean they. I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit last time. But yeah, smell, we did, we they did. They smell different to they you. They smell different to you. you. Can, if, if you tell anyone that does not have kids, you're like, oh, you know, like we talked about it. You were like, do you smell their face? I was like, <laughs> I mean, not his face, but yeah, I know exactly what or you're saying. Or their head or their hair. I think yeah, I was just, more of a hair smeller. You just like be close to them and you kind of breathe them in. Like you yeah, said. Yeah, it's like, it's, boom. Like, that's mine. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can tell. Yeah. You know which one's yours. You know which one is yours. <laughs> so, man, I had, I had somebody I was just going to hit them with. So, with that being said, I was telling her. And explaining to her the whole mathematics of it and I was like you know I don't know how to explain it other than that so and I said it sounds weird when I say that a lot of it is uncomfortable and unpleasant but it is yeah you know because you lose a lot of your, your liberties everything changes but you want to do it and what's like what's the f one of the other fun parts is like looking back with the, the other parent yeah. You're like, dang, look how we've grown. And if you've like been mature enough and patient enough and smart enough throughout the whole thing, you make a lot of progress. Ah. You know, you grow a lot. Like you and you and the the, the messes, yeah. Yeah, the messes. You guys like have progressed, right? A Over lot. the last ten years? Like, ah, a whole bunch. A whole bunch. To where it's hard to believe it's been. How 10 many years. people would have just quit? I mean, you guys were, you guys at some point had some sort of argument. I, get, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying because oh, I do yeah. know. Everybody does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have an argument, and like how you come out of that argument is like, you know, the fork in the road. Yeah, how you, you deal. Do you trending up, or do you take too many, you know, wrong turns? And, you know, that's the truth. Something I, I've learned just from being in a long-term relationship and having kids is the tough times come but the thing that counts is how you deal with it because you're always going to get through it. I think I've been through a little bit of stuff, not like extreme army stuff, but just like regular life stuff Yeah. to where it's like, you know, we're going to get through this. You know, having kids, you know, that's something that is like, even what we're talking about, like when you're on like day zero and, you know, this sucker's the dilation's happening and, you know, a person's going to be there tomorrow, especially the first time. And it's like, that's something where you're like, okay, in three days, this will be over. Yeah. But right now, I have to get through this. Yeah. You got to flip that switch. And once you have enough of those situations, it's like, you know, I used to be anxious about flying with the kids because, you know, they, you know, it's just flying with kids, you know, and everything that comes along with that. Have you flown with your kids yet? Yeah. 
Okay, so I don't know if it's cool or not, but sometimes it can get crazy. Okay, um, yeah, I think we got pretty lucky. Okay, so you got... We like, had a plan, and, like, the plan worked. Okay. I, I know plans cannot work. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes been, plans go wrong. Ours have been pretty good for the most part. We usually get the seat all the way to the front, so you get that extra room to let them move around. Okay. Uh, that's a technique, and electronics, big Yeah, big tablets help. are a must. Uh, we there. heard... Uh, we used noise-canceling headphones. Not be- I didn't buy them for it. I just already had a pair that I won at an em- employment-type situation, like a company party. They're like Sony. They were good ones. Okay, pretty nice so, ones. Yeah, we did the tablet, that, and then uh, lollipops. So they swallow and, like, pop their ears without having to, you know, go through that ear pain. And, I mean, dude, we flew to Dallas and back uh, one week, and... I think he slept for like forty percent of the total travel on the plane. Really? Yeah. That's money. Yeah. Oh, it's gangster. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then we had the uh, you know the, I think he was the Luke was like twelve at the time, so that was uh, he was he was just like his face <laughs> was stuck on the window the whole time. Okay, I have something funny. I just remember what I was going to ask you about that goes back to the whole parent chemical. How yeah. does babies affect your, re- affect your reality? Okay. Do you ever look back on baby pictures of your little ones? Yes. And laugh at how goofy they used to look? And realize that you didn't notice what they looked like at the time? Did you uh, Did you see my Facebook picture? My profile picture? Uh, EJ, I feel like I would have had to, yeah. EJ is, I think, maybe three or four days old, maybe five. And he, he looks nothing like my child now. Like, you would look at the baby picture, you would look at my child, who's about to be four, and he would, you'd be like, no, that's not that kid. Not the same kid. Yeah, the first week, dude, like, seriously, me and my wife were like, this baby is demonic, because he had a scowl. Like, constantly. We're like, we're like, we're, like, we're fucked. We're weird. And then we're seeing our next, like, 20 years down the road, we're like, in court, like, this kid has done something, we're going to have to pay a lot of money. Over the next <laughs> twenty to twenty-five years, like, this is bad. And he came out of it in a week. They change almost. I mean, did your child look the same like week two? Here's the thing. That was the point of my comment. Like when I look back at the pictures of both of my kids when they were little, especially my daughter, it's like what I was seeing, what my brain was transferring from the light bouncing off of her at the time that I remember is a little different from the pictures that I see. Well, I imagine you're on such a chemical high Yeah. when the when the birth happens. I don't even know what gets released yeah. in your brain. Because like, that's some serious shit, man. It's, it's pretty, because it's, it's a lot of anxiety. Birthday? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's big time. So, like, because it's weird. Like, I didn't realize that my daughter had, because you know how babies' hair fall out, then their hair comes in sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hair comes in. Like, I never realized how little hair she had at a time. I don't even remember her ever being bald. Like, like I always saw hair there. That's what I'm saying. Like I always saw oh, hair there. Like yours was like physical. Yeah, it Very was just different. like it was just like whole. Like even me and my wife, it was just like we'll be like, man, do you remember? You do you remember that? It, it definitely is like a uh, altered, you know, memory. Yeah, sure. it's very, very different. And stuff, and let me know if you need to go or anything, because I know you got a lot of stuff to do today. No, uh, um, I, uh, I'm still on a pretty chill schedule. Chill schedule. Okay, yeah. well, cool. So trying to be. So that was my thing. I always feel like my reality 
Let me pull up this picture, man. Pull up. Yeah, I'll let you describe it. Pull up the picture. I want I want you to describe it in your words. You heard what I said. Okay. And then my kids look like each other too. Like I'll show them baby pictures of each other. They're very similar looking. Don't they though? I know. I I didn't say anything in there earlier, but that I did want to make that comment. So there you go. (laughs) That's the picture of my son. He's like four or five days old. My wife is like he's gnawing on that thumb. Like yeah, my wife's holding (laughs) him, and like she's just letting him suck on the inside of her thumb. And so describe what you see. Uh, <laughs> Would that be terrifying to you or not? Well, it looks like he's having a very serious, <laughs> maybe angry thought. <laughs> it looks like, I mean, you can make a funny meme out of this. You're like, mm, this oh, thumb shit, tastes good. I didn't even think about that. We totally oh, did. you can meme this to death. Like, mm, give me that thumb. But he looks like he's very passionate about the thumb. Looks like maybe he was fighting for the thumb before he got it. And he's like, mm. <laughs> But I t- how old is he in this? Like five days old. Five days? And he's making that kind of a face? That's, yeah. a, that's a grade A facial expression for five days. Because that's well, a lot of face control. I will, <laughs> I will say that uh, me personally and now my son, friends of the family and stuff that like have known me since I was born. If they see him, like they're like, oh my God. His facial expressions. <laughs> I guess we have like very stern brows or something. I don't know. People comment on it a little bit. But uh But yeah, yeah he that, uh, he's a very serious fellow. So how so how is he? I mean, did that is that true or is he pretty late? Back? He changed after a couple weeks. He looked, you know, that that look was on his face every day. Uh wow. for like a couple weeks and then he just kinda like changed. You just had to get that uh t- the uh, colostrum is it colostrum? I don't know milk? what it is. He had to get that nourishment in his body, and then maybe he was just hungry. That's it. He was, he was angry. Just, that, okay, that was it. That's what I mean. Good meme. Like he's hungry. Like, that was a thumb. Give me a tit. You know, something. He's fucking hangry. That's what it was. He's hangry. Oh my he's god. Like gnawing on that thumb. Like where the hell is the milk at? I'm gonna meme that now. That you gotta meme it. I think it'd be pretty damn funny. See, that's how high I was when I took that picture. You know, like on life. Is I didn't even think I couldn't even think that. It's just like, uh, you know. But I, but I tell you what, man. Uh, so far as me, I'm really giving this vasectomy thing a real good looking at. I don't know if I'm don't, going to do it. Don't you wait know, too long. Don't make me wait too long, Hoppo. You know. <laughs> uh, talk yourself out of it. You know, well, I'm not trying. Well, I'm trying to talk myself into it. Is the thing. Oh, okay. That's why. You know, I've definitely consulted you. I've consulted some guy friends at work. Have you met with the urologist? Yeah. I have an an appointment, um, I think the 30th, because I I hit my deductible for the year, so I'm trying to get everything done. So So the 30th, he'll, uh, he should do it. Well, I think that if I'm ready, we can do it. But we're going to have to talk first. See, I don't want to do the thing where I walk in there and the next day, you know, I'm like, what What? what are we doing? And my nuts are cut. I want to really be made up. comfortable. Okay. I, <laughs> I was not. You were not made comfortable? No, no. I don't understand that, then, because that's poor customer service. Yeah, his bedside manner is horrible. You know, and then I feel like that's sexist, too, even though yeah. he's a man, because I feel like if... I mean, you know, like, hold my hand. Shit, man, these are my nuts. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if you talk to your... Because they're holding your nuts. I think I don't think they treat the women well either. Oh uh, well, her doctor is her gynecologist. That's what I'm saying. 
And, uh, you know, and it's a lot different, I feel, because... That's um, who you should have on. Like, a girl that wants to talk about, like... Well, I'm going to do a girl talk episode and have my wife and her friends just come in here. And I want to sit in the corner over there and not talk. <laughs> During that episode. Yeah, we'll just sit there and just watch. <laughs> just watch. Yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Who are you going to do? Your wife and... Uh... Well, she has some people that she wants to do it with, but I think they're kind of uh, nervous about the whole being recorded talking thing. So what I'm going to try to do is just set it up, get no them names. going, and then just pull out, uh, no pun intended, and, <laughs> and let them... And let them do it with, with me not in the room. Or if they let me be in the room, that'd be cool. Uh, but I want to do one of those and stuff. But, but uh, so yeah, so yeah, I, I'm going to really try to figure this out. But I hope that the so person is... So it's happening is, on the 30th. That's what's uh, happening. But you have to realize, Kale, that they, it may... You're not accepting. I don't think... Do they push? Do they push what? Do they push to do it when you go? I mean, they, they, there's straps on the table. Okay, because I'm guessing it's money to them, so it's just like, give me, give me them nuts. <laughs> <laughs> how much, How much? if you don't mind me asking, how much is yours? How much would it cost? Yeah. I don't know. Because I haven't talked. that out first. Yeah, yeah, so that's the whole thing, but I hit my deductible. Okay. So, I mean, and then it's, but here's my thing. I thought in the state of, I don't know if it's in the state of Florida or through Obamacare, that health care is covered regardless. I mean, not health care. Fucking uh, preventative care, child. What do they call it? Birth I'd control. Have to look into that. I don't know. Because I thought birth control was covered in Obamacare, so that everybody just got free birth control. I'm probably saying it wrong. I don't know if that the procedure is, is actually considered like because it's, it's male fucking birth control. Yeah. What kind of shit is I that? I think it's actually maybe qualified as sterilization. Which so is what? birth control. What yeah. the? Right. So. Sterilization, eugenics, shit. Let me look that up. Doesn't yeah. matter to me anymore, but it's done. Yeah, you know, but uh, but I have to see how much it costs because when my neighbor did it, I think his insurance just like covered it because they saw it as as male birth control and he didn't pay a dime. Well, that's nice. Yeah, he didn't pay a dime. Huh? So if you don't mind me asking, how much was? I think yours? it was like six fifty. Six hundred fifty. That's with insurance. Yeah, but I don't know. Insurance, man, that shit's so fucking complicated. They uh, they said that it, it went towards my deductible, um, but I didn't really get much of a discount. So I don't know what that means. You know, like, why did my insurance cover oh, anything? Oh, because maybe you have a hit your deductible depending on what kind of insurance you have. Do you have a PPO or HSA? It's a PPO. Okay, well then that's just the thing. You got to hit your deductible before they cover stuff. And then even at that, specialists are covered at a different rate. Yeah. Um, because I have a, a HSA-styled PPO. So right. it functions like a PPO, but you pay less into your um, premium, and you take that money and put it into a health savings account. So you're paying like cash services almost with yeah. insurance. And what happens is you just get a higher deductible. Instead of like 1500 for a family, it's 3000 deductible. But our company gives us 1000 bucks to jumpstart it. We probably have similar benefits. Yeah. I, I didn't elect the HSA one. I did because I know that it's going to take over. And the thing with the HSA is it's a gamble. If you don't get sick that whole year, you win because you'll fully fund that account. And then the next year, <clears throat> it doesn't matter what your deductible is because you got all the cash in the account. So if you have a $3,000 deductible and you funded your account for $3,000, you're clean. Yeah. Because you'll never come out of pocket. Right. But if you do what I did this year and by February, you've already 
hit your deductible, but you still have to actually pay all that money to these <laughs> places. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because, you know, like I was telling you, the coughing, my son, like, when he gets anything that triggers a cough, it triggers his asthmatic effect, and then it's like a week. Yeah, like, Sony's got the uh, breathing machine there. I yeah, the old nebulizer. And that's new. That's a new thing that they're trying. It seems to work, but he bounces off the walls. I had one when I was a kid. Yeah. I had asthma real bad. The breathing treatments. Yeah. Mama had like the tube, had like a little bowl. Okay, yeah. And the tube on top. <laughs> it was like, it was like a, it was cool, man. I mean, it sucked that I had to do it, but like to sit there and watch like this. The steam. Nebulizer, yeah, create that steam. Just starting habits early. I always pretended I was smoking too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, pretty much. You have to. You know, you're going to pretend you're like smoking. Six, seven, eight, and you're still doing that. You're like, oh, I'm basically an adult. <laughs> I was like, well, I can blow smoke rings. <laughs> Fun nebulizer. The nebulizer, I was like eight years old. Oh. How cool is that? It's so, probably not a good thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it definitely creates habits. But so at any rate, you know, we had already done early, which is good in certain ways because you can start doing everything you ever wanted to do so far as getting your body looked at for yeah. cheap like this. I was like, well, let me go to the doctor, do all this. And I wish I would have did this earlier in the year. So it's happening on the 30th. I mean, yeah, the for consultation it, is happening on no, the 30th. It, well, you, they're not going to schedule you for the 31st. Well, I mean, I mean it's gonna go. happen on the thirtieth. You, you still haven't accepted it, but it's happening, man. We'll see, cause you know, like it was, <laughs> this would be like this would be close to the equivalent of cutting my dreadlocks. Yeah. Because when I did it was that, a big deal. it was a big deal. I felt so much better afterwards. You did know? you? How long did they get? They were to my butt, which is pretty long. They're still in a bag. You're a tall guy. I mean, they're here. Somewhere. I think they're in a bag somewhere. You donate them? Is that a thing? I don't think you can donate it because you can't undo it. White people do. Well, because yeah, they have straight hair. Is you it can, straight hair you have yeah. to donate? Yeah, because my hair is Kemp. So, I mean, you can only donate it to a person who wants to sew dreadlocks into their head. I guess that's probably not a highly like popular trans- I mean, transplant. it may be in the future. <laughs> but you, you know, because they're heavy too. So, you need to have something. So, if I wanted dreadlocks, could I buy your dreadlocks? If you want it to, because I know you. That would be weird, though. You can make a dreadlock hat out of them, and then, you know them dreadlock hats where they have the hat with the dreads? <laughs> it's my friend's hair. Yeah, <laughs> like, walking you know, to a party. Like, that uh, would be trans-friendial, but, um, <laughs> but uh, that would be interesting. So, if I, so like I said, I don't know if this oh, thing is God. happening on the 30th. It is. Uh, but like I said, when I cut my dreads, I did it by myself. I didn't tell uh, my wife I was doing it. She just came home, and they were gone. Whoa, um, that's a big decision. Well, well, it's my hair, but yeah, was she I mean, cool with it? Yeah, yeah, she was cool with it. It was. She never saw me like that before because when I met her, my hair was to my shoulders. Had you like talked about it with her at all, or like it was? I think I had tossed it around here and there, but it was just a time in life where uh, wasn't making a lot of money, struggling, wasn't physically in shape. Right. Uh, you know, they had gotten so heavy that I couldn't really afford to maintain them because they pull so much they're starting to pop and break uh it was just so much coming at me and i was just and my neck was starting to hurt really bad too part b and it was uncomfortable to sleep because uh when they're hanging and you're moving and rolling you're constantly getting caught you know so your neck's constantly getting yanked and tweaked so just a lot going on and i was just like man i had to release some level of pressure in my life and i was like well let's start with the 10 pounds of hair and was it 10 I, pounds? I don't know, but it felt like 10 pounds. You should have weighed it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I know how many grams it is, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> convert that. <laughs> convert that. Um, but it definitely was a freeing experience as I cut each one of them off. Well, it's like uh, I think you know. I think people do that. You know, when they have like specifically, uh, not that I'm saying that yours was, but like you know, when you see people in midlife crisis. It's like a divorce and there's like a flashy car or the dude gets like starts dyeing his hair or I think yeah I think like we we express our desire for change outwardly more often than we realize and I could say that on a scale of the three steps of a midlife crisis I was just deeply embedded in the first step yeah you know third life right is that a third life or is it around 30 yeah, yeah. It so it's more of a beginning life crisis, a mild beginning life crisis. I changed my hair at 29, man. I was like, I looked in, looked in the mirror one day, and I was like, I just looked the same for so long, I'm just going to fucking change that. I switched it up. Yeah. Now, I have started growing dreads again, because during the time of not having dreads, I realized that I really like having dreads, just not that long. Yeah, you can cut them. Yeah, you can cut them. So I was like, you know what? I, because I had a fro. And then I was just like looking in the mirror and not knowing who I was seeing. I was like, that 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 guy isn't like in the Matrix, you know. They say this is your self visual image thing. Yeah. So the guy, this little fro, wasn't the guy that I was seeing in my head. You know. You needed some hair. I needed some hair. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is this, this whole brush cut thing, baby fro. That's not me. I'm more of something like right here is where I'm at. You know, I like. Have you cut them yet? This no. Because they're, they're in the back. They're down to your shoulders, but yeah, they're getting pretty long. Just past your ears. But no, I'll probably let these roll. But another thing too is, you know, once I started doing jujitsu and getting banged up, I went to the guy for my rib, and he X-rayed me and was like, "Your your your neck, you know, your neck is degenerated." Yeah. You know, so instead of having a curvature in my neck. It's perfectly straight. And he says, I have a forward tilting head. And I was like, that was probably from having these gigantic buns and ponytails hanging from right you here. you ever been in a car accident? Whiplash would do that too. You know, but I've head banged while playing shows to, to seeing stars. You you've know, pro- Yeah, you've probably gotten whiplash. Yeah, I've definitely head banged those same three feet of dreads at shows and then stopped and was in this severe pain and seeing stars and finished the show. There you go. So I think like that had a lot to do with it. <laughs> like a boss. Give me a drink. Yeah. Uh, so I think that has something to do with it. Having buns like on the back of my head. So I'm constantly counterbalancing for 12 years. Probably did That's it. That's a long time. So yeah, I messed up my neck, man, with the dreads and stuff. So I tell people, if you have one dreads, figure it out. Get a chin strap, something. <laughs> brace. Get a hand brace attached to your chin. <laughs> you know, figure yeah. it out because it's crazy. Something under the chin would be best. Little something. Just a neck brace. It's a little neck brace. So we're at 45 on this one, and our other little segments will give us an hour. I'm good. So at the end of the Vesetta cast, you know, we gotta we gotta do a follow-up, even if it's by phone, if this thing happens on the oh, 30th. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we're taking wagers on if you want to Skype, I, I'll be there with you if you want. We'll be there with you. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see, because like I'm, I'm I'm nervous, I'm scared, I don't know you what gonna, I'm gonna do. You gonna take Nikki with you? Uh, well, she's going to be gone because we're going out of town, and then I'm coming back, and they're going to stay for a week, so I'm going to be... You're going to be solo? Yeah, I told you when I cut my hair off, I was by myself. Yeah, but this is not really something... You want somebody to help you out. Really? Because I think my name... I've heard people say they can drive themselves home. You can, but, like, you can't really... You don't want to walk around for a couple of days. 
Really? Yeah, you want to lay up. You need somebody to help you out. That <laughs> just changed your whole fucking world. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, I think I just went deer in the headlights. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, well, I went home Friday night. And then my wife and teenage son basically waited on me for a couple of days. I walked around a little bit, but I didn't did do you wear anything. like tidy whities to to support? Oh them? yeah, I always do though. Oh, okay, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm thinking long term. I don't want them hanging to my knees, so okay. I always wear a tight. Mm, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, unbriefs. Really? Is that the thing you think so? Because I feel like when when it gets cold, they draw up naturally and they support well, themselves. I don't like. I don't know. Okay, well, at any rate, folks, thank you, Kale. Kale Cast, Vasectomy Cast. Do it! I got faded tattoos. I got holes in my shoes. Got a beat of guitar. And I can show single blues. And it's hard every day. But I'm still gonna play. Got one love in this life. No one can take that. I tell you, that was that was interesting. So, well, there you go. Sometimes it goes as planned. Sometimes it doesn't. And uh, I talked to the to the doctor today, and he definitely said it's always best to just do it once. They don't really want to have to go back in. So, yeah. So I keep y'all posted in 2016. Let y'all know what we decide to do and what are the outcomes and however that turns out. But in the meantime, come to the website, www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. Shout out to all truth tellers, all the people that listen, you know, everybody that support the show. Check out E. Young and Sky High TV, Gino Mays, everybody we ever done promoted on the show and Raw Sis. That's a hardworking young brother. And uh, until then, and another one. Remember, if you can't tell the truth, don't talk about it. Peace. Desperado Why don't you come to your senses You've been out riding fences For so long now Oh, you a hard one I know that you've got your reasons These things that are pleasing you Will hurt you somehow Don't you draw the queen of diamonds, boy She'll beat you if she's able And the queen of hearts is always your best bet Now it seems to me some fine things Have been laid upon your 
but you only want the ones that you can't get. Yes, but I Thank you so much.